Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassCenter.com. Today is Saturday, December 16th, 2017. This is episode 178. What is great music? If it sounds good, it is good. That's one of my favorite musical quotes of all time. And I think it has been lost on a lot of people in the world. It sounds good. It is good. People have all different types of musical tastes. A lot of it has to do with where you grew up, in terms of your location, in terms of your family, and the environment you were around. I've had students before who know a lot about rock and roll. And the reason they know so much is because their parents and other family members had listened to it. Other students enjoy rap and hip-hop. I've had students who have moved into the New Jersey, New York City metropolitan area from other parts of the country who enjoy country music. Something that you won't really find on any of the stations in that particular area. I think there might be one country music station. Whereas, if you go any, almost anywhere else in the entire country, especially outside of the metropolises, you are bound to hear a lot of country music on the FM and AM sides of the radio. But what is great music? What determines if music is great? Well, I suppose you can analyze it. And it depends on who is doing the analyzing, too, wouldn't you say? After all, how could a tween, you know, an 11 or 12-year-old, be able to distinguish a piece of music as opposed to someone who is 35 years old and has been listening to lots of different types of music. So you have the experience factor. Or you have someone who is very, very well-versed in music. They just spend lots and lots of time just listening to music because it's important to them and their life. Maybe they've been listening to music since they were very young. And even as a teenager or someone in their early 20s, they may just know a lot about 
all different genres of music. Of course, then again, we have people who study music, people who have pursued music as a career and taken courses where you learn how to analyze the music because that's what you're doing. You're appreciating it, you're being exposed to it, but you're also analyzing it. You're understanding why a piece of music has been written the way it has been written. But it still brings me back to the question, what is great music? And the answer I have for you is, I don't know. It would be completely unfair and biased for me to sit here and rattle off all the music I enjoy. I'd be happy to do that. And I'm happy to do that for students who ask and anyone else who asks. I have my favorite classical composers, favorite jazz musicians, and every other genre you can imagine. Yes, including hip-hop and rap. I do have particular artists I really enjoy, and I admire their work. And it's a shame that I have to say, and yes, hip-hop and rap, because who is it for a quote-unquote trained professional musician to make the decision as to whether rap is or is not music, hip-hop is or is not music, or doubting its merits and the quality of the product. It's really no different than the reverse than people who listen to only one or two types of genres and have no understanding and no appreciation for types of music that are truly more sophisticated, which are classical and jazz. Now, this is not to say that other forms of music are not more sophisticated, but when you get down to every component that makes up music, melody, and harmony, and rhythm, and the form, and the instrumentation, the two that are always going to come out ahead are going to be classical and jazz, but that does not mean by any stretch of the imagination that they are the best, that they are the greatest. Because you can take someone like Beethoven, one of my favorite musicians ever, one of my favorite composers ever, and his piece Wellington's Victory is by all accounts a pile of trash, it's garbage, if you compare it to his other music, and I think that any classical music aficionado would agree with that assessment. There are other pieces by jazz musicians that might be just boring, may just kind of lull you to a, uh, lull you to a sleep, to, you know, to sleep and, and, and you don't even want to, you, you, you don't even want to analyze it because it's just, it's just not interesting. 
Maybe it's that you are someone who values the lyrics. You value the words. That's going to be a major problem if you're listening strictly to music that is only instrumental. There are people in the world who want to hear the lyrics. And I can't fault a person who is attached to a specific artist, and more specifically a singer or a rapper, who can truly identify with their words, especially if they are not words of someone else, but they are their own. Because that qualifies for great music. The whole reason people perform, the whole reason people create the music is because they, I should say 99% of the people out there, I can't speak for everybody, but they want to inspire other people. They want to make other people happy. They want to move them. So you can't discredit a specific genre or a specific artist when they've sold a million copies of a particular song. You just can't. I think that a major problem with professionally trained musicians, and I'm speaking much more to those who study uh, courses and 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 uh, study with professors who teach composition and those who specialize in classical and jazz. Believe me, I am proof. Pursuing that type of career and the preparation involved is grueling. But there's one other thing, though. And this is an unfair... uh, It's an unfair classification that music teachers and professional music uh, musicians have, which is that because you are a musician or a music teacher, you're supposed to know everything about music. Now, how ridiculous is that? How absolutely absurd is that? And there are people out there that believe that. Completely untrue. How could I possibly know everything about music? I try my best. I don't know everything. And when we study the music in college, there are things you're not going to study. It's highly unlikely you're going to be taking a class, a course dedicated to country music, dedicated to folk music, dedicated to rap, dedicated to hip hop, dedicated to all these specific forms of music. Because if you're going to take a course that's dedicated to the Beatles, something else is not going to be studied. You're not in college for 12 years. You're not in college for a lifetime. You're in college for the length that it takes you to complete your degree. And you also don't have tons of free time in your schedule with all the 
practicing you have to do, and if you're going to be a teacher, everything you have to do on the education end of things to satisfy those requirements, you don't have that kind of time to be just taking courses left and right willy-nilly. So a lot of professionally trained musicians who go to college for that specific reason tend to have a greater knowledge of classical and jazz and less in other areas. It's just the way it is. And in my case, I got no jazz education. However, I have a tremendously strong classical background and I was able to learn things and gain things from my four years in college from the earliest of early music straight up to contemporary music and I could rattle off a lot of music that I have I at least know the titles of I know the composers, I know, I could tell you something about the composers, but my knowledge coming out of college was extremely limited with a lot of other genres of music, and I had to learn. Because I'm a life learner, I learned. My first year in the public schools was one of the greatest educational experiences of my life. Why? I had students teaching me. And they were saying, Mr. R, you need to listen to this alternative band. You need to listen to, for instance, at the time, Nirvana was a very, very big group. Well, I didn't really know Nirvana well. By the end of the year, I certainly did. I didn't know what ska was. I didn't listen to punk music. This was music that was prevalent at that time when I entered the public schools. And I learned. And some of it I really enjoyed, and some of it, eh, could have done without it. But it's really no one's place to say if a certain type of music is not great or is awful or is lousy. It really isn't. And it's not anybody's place to be criticizing others. And please, can we lay off the comparisons? Because, boy, that gets old. Comparing Beethoven with Mozart and Mozart with Brahms and Bach with Tchaikovsky and then talking about composers who are living today... You take one of the greater composers out there today, uh, John Adams, and comparing him to other... You can't do it. Because Bach had certain stuff available to him. Mozart had certain stuff available to him. Things would have been much different had they been in different time periods. But they weren't. And we can't change that. It is what it is. It's the past. And it's over. So we move on and hopefully we move on with people who are going to keep an open mind, are going to stop making the comparison, saying that something is better than something. If you enjoy it, if it makes you happy, guess what? As far as I'm concerned, it's great music. 
I do think there's one thing that should be a qualifying factor, though. If you think something is great music, you should be able to defend it. And I think if you can defend it and say, I like this, this, or this about it, I think that's fine. I do think that that's a fair thing to do to at least educate someone else. They may not agree with you. I I, I always say to students, I don't like when you tell me that I, I like the beat. I mean, that's that's fine. I, that's okay if you like the beat. The problem is that with a lot of uh, um, certain types of music they listen to, the beats uh, tend to be somewhat similar. And I say, you know what? Th- that's fine to use that as one of the reasons. Try to at least find one more reason why you really like the piece. And that's it. And if you feel passionate about music that you enjoy a great deal, educate other people. But understand, if they don't like it, don't hold it against them. Because that's just being immature. And you're also taking a very prima donna stance. People are not going to like you for that. So I hope that this podcast is just going to open up some eyes, open some ears, and allow people in a very divisive world that we're in right now to not be so divisive about one of our greatest treasures of all, music. What, what an amazing gift we have. I have over 7,000 CDs at home. I have not listened to a lot of them. And to know from now until the day I die, I have so much music to look forward to.